0: St. Thomas' Summa, Part 1, Question 75, Article 2. Whether the human soul is something subsistent? Objection 1. It would seem that the human soul is not something subsistent, for that which subsists is said to be this particular thing. Now, this particular thing is said not of the soul. But of that which is composed of soul and body. Therefore, the soul is not something subsistent. Objection to further, everything subsistent operates, but the soul does not operate. For, as Aristotle says, to say that the soul feels or understands is like saying that the soul weaves or builds. Therefore, the soul is not subsistent. Objection three. Further, if the soul were subsistent, it would have some operation apart from the body. But it has no operation apart from the body, not even that of understanding. For the act of understanding does not take place without a phantasm, which cannot exist apart from the body. Therefore, the human soul is not something subsistent. On the contrary, Augustine says, Who understands that the nature of the soul is that of a substance and not that of a body will see that those who maintain the corporeal nature of the soul are led astray through associating with the soul those things without which they are unable to think of any nature. That is, imaginary pictures of corporeal things. Therefore, the nature of the human intellect is not only incorporeal, but it is also a substance, that is, something subsistent. I answer that. It must necessarily be allowed that the principle of intellectual operation, which we call the soul, is a principle both incorporeal and subsistent. For it is clear that by means of the intellect, man can have knowledge of all corporeal things. Now, whatever knows certain things cannot have any of them in its own nature, because that which is in it naturally would impede the knowledge of anything else. Thus we observe that a sick man's tongue being vitiated by a feverish and bitter humor is insensible to anything sweet, and everything seems bitter to it. Therefore, if the intellectual principle contained the nature of a body, it would be unable to know all bodies. Now, every body has its own determinate nature. Therefore, it is impossible for the intellectual principle to be a body. It is likewise impossible for it to understand by means of a bodily organ, since the determinate nature of that organ would impede knowledge of all bodies. As when a certain determinate color is not only in the pupil of the eye, but also in a glass vase, the liquid in the vase seems to be of that same color. Therefore, the intellectual principle, which we call the mind or the intellect, has an operation, per se, apart from the body. Now only that which subsists can have an operation per se. For nothing can operate but what is actual, for which reason we do not say that heat imparts heat, but that what is hot gives heat. We must conclude, therefore, that the human soul, which is called the intellect or the mind, is something incorporeal and subsistent reply to objection one this particular thing can be taken in two senses first for anything subsistent secondly for that which subsists and is complete in a specific nature the former sense excludes the inherence of an accident or of a material form The latter excludes also the imperfection of the part, so that a hand can be called this particular thing in the first sense, but not in the second. Therefore, as the human soul is a part of human nature, it can indeed be called this particular thing in the first sense as being something subsistent, but not in the second. For in this sense, what is composed of body and soul is said to be this particular thing reply to objection two. Aristotle wrote those words as expressing not his own opinion but the opinion of those who said that to understand is to be moved as is clear from the context or we may reply that to operate per se belongs to what exists per se but for a thing to exist per se it suffices sometimes that it be not inherent, or an accident, or a material form, even though it be part of something. Nevertheless, that is rightly said to subsist per se, which is neither inherent in the above sense, nor part of anything else. In this sense, the eye or the hand cannot be said to subsist per se, nor can it, for that reason, be said to operate per se. Hence, the operation of the parts is through each part attributed to the whole. For we say that man sees with the eye and feels with the hand, and not in the same sense as when we say that what is hot gives heat by its heat. For heat, strictly speaking, does not give heat. We may therefore say that the soul understands as the eye sees, but it is more correct to say that man understands through the soul reply to objection three the body is necessary for the action of the intellect not as its origin of action but on the part of the object for the phantasm is to the intellect what color is to the sight neither does such a dependence on the body prove the intellect to be non-subsistent otherwise it would follow that an animal is non-subsistent since it requires external objects on the senses in order to perform its act of perception.